like I'm on the Heisman watch. That's gotta be what would describe, symbolize I've got. Skill, four times the talent around me. Desmond Howard playing for Howard, just tell me how can I be stopped? This Allen Ivy at an Ivy cottage. They can't check me. I don't practice my class too hard. Nigga, me, my swag is grown. Okay, okay, okay. What's going on, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 111 of Electrified. I'm your host, Eric Lyons. Alright, so this is a, I guess we can say this is a what, special edition? Something like that? Because it's Saturday. I'm supposed to have, I was supposed to talk to you guys yesterday. Look, let me tell you what happened. Alright, so I had like a pain in my gum and I had to put some numbing I had to put some oral gel in there to numb like half my mouth and I couldn't talk I couldn't talk I said I'm, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna do this I'm not I'm, I can't I can't so I'm just gonna push the episode back still gonna have two episodes this week so pushing the back episode 11 you know came out today it's here we're here all right so it's Saturday tomorrow you know we got football tomorrow tonight we have Game three of Miami and Boston. That's what we're going to start off talking about today. Uh, we got got some boxing tonight. I'll, I'll tell you guys what's going on on Showtime tonight. I think it's some UFC tonight, too. So, jam-packed Saturday night. Jam-packed Saturday night. A lot going on. Um, yeah, man, we have, we have some things to get through today. We're going to talk Thursday night football. We're going to talk about the Western Conference Finals. We're going to talk about the Clippers about the Clippers and uh, what's going on week two, and of course, you know, wrap up with the pick four. Um, I see you guys participated. Everybody, thank you for everybody who participated in the Instagram and Twitter poll to determine my the first uh, most electrifying player of the season uh, in the NFL. And Lamar Jackson won that. So, congratulations to him. Um, so yeah, that was fun. I'll be doing that every week. Um, so make sure you guys participate in that. Also. Announcement, big announcement. Fall merchandise. Fall merch. Much more than some t shirts, as I can tell you. October 2nd is when it's dropping. So get ready for that. Get your wallets ready, man. I hope you, you know what I mean? I got some good stuff coming for you guys. Um, But yeah, so let's get started. Let's get started. It's Saturday. I don't want to hold you guys too long. You know, I don't, you know what I mean? We got football tomorrow. I want you guys to listen to this. You know, yeah, it's Saturday, you know what I mean? I got things to do. It's nice. It's fall weather outside. I'm going to go for a bike ride, do a little cardio today, get some get some sprints in. And, then, yeah, it's going to be a nice day. It's going to be a nice day. And tomorrow's Sunday. We got football tomorrow. Um, and I'll be back on Tuesday. So let's, let's get started. Let's get started. So Miami, Boston. I said this was going to be over in five. I'm still saying that. I'm not going to get to, you know, I said – when they went up on on the Bucks, I got a little too excited. Said it was gonna be over in four, and then it was over in five. So I'm sticking to my prediction. But two zero already, two zero already, and it's been two games where it looked like Boston was going to do it, and then Miami was like, "I hold on a minute, player." I I, I don't know. I don't know what to tell you. I told you guys this Miami team is resilient. They don't stop fighting. They don't stop fighting, and they don't stop shooting. They don't stop shooting. Sniper Gang South, man. Duncan Robinson, Tyler Hero, Trogic, Jay Crowder, Kelly. These guys are shooting missiles. 
missiles. Kelly Olenek hit a, a three the other night. That I, I don't know how he made that shot, but he did. This Miami team is something serious, man. I told you guys this. I told you. Nobody wanted to listen to me. Nobody. I've been saying this since October that this Miami team was going to be great with Jimmy Butler. Nobody believed me. November 3rd, I tweeted that Heat um Heat Lakers finals going to be crazy. Everybody laughed me out the room. Nobody took me took me serious. <laughs> Here we are. Couple games away from my premonition, from my prediction, my prophecy. Come on, man. This Miami team is dangerous, bro. But let's 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 take a look at a couple some numbers here. So game one, first of all, Dragic is leading. He led the Miami in scoring both of these games. I wanted to say that I knew. I was I don't know who I was talking to, but I said I was excited about Dragic. Uh, watching him, he's been. I might have said it here. I'm not sure, but he was the most like exciting thing I've been watching. Like I know, you know, Hero is playing out of his mind. You know, he's had his great moments through this playoffs as a 20 year old. You know, Jimmy, Bam, but watching Dragic and watching people watch Dragic because a lot of people don't really know about the Dragon. Like me, I know about the Dragon. I'm a Heat fan, and you know, I like Dragic. He's a great player. So watching like. The world and the country and every, you know NBA Twitter, who uh, NBA fans really don't know, react to the things the Dragons do. I'm like, yeah, it's a regular day, bro. It's a regular, regular day in office. That's what the Dragon does. But he had 29 game one, 25 game two. Big big takeaway from game one. The Heat came back big. In the fourth quarter, you know, Jimmy hits the three-point play with 12 seconds left, and they force overtime. So they force overtime to go to overtime. They 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 take the lead. Okay, I'm not even gonna act like I was there for that. Dog, first quarter, I fell asleep. I don't know what happened. I had a long day, I guess. Um, I fell asleep first quarter. I woke up. It was overtime. I woke up right before overtime started. I had no idea what the hell was going on, but I was glad I woke up. Um, so I saw overtime and I saw Jason Tatum try to go dunk Bam Adebayo into the ground, but Bam Adebayo had other plans and he blocked, I, that was wild. I think it was because of the force that Tatum was like, he blocked a dunk with the left hand, stretched it back like, and like, like, yo, yeah, that wasn't a regular block. That was that was nuts. That was nuts. Hell of a block, clutch block in overtime. And the Heat end up winning that game 117-114. Okay, so that happens. I'm like, all right, I really didn't get, get a chance to see the game, so I don't understand, like, how we did that. So I guess, you know, all right, we did it. But game two, I watched game two. I was flicking back between Thursday night football, but I was I, I watched game I watched game two. Game two, they was down 17 in the second quarter, 13 at the half. I don't know what got into Bam in that third quarter, but he was a man possessed. And he was like, yo, we not we not losing. Bam had a hell of a third quarter. But hold on, can we talk about Duncan Robinson, man, and and those threes? He was just letting them go and like like really letting them go like he no fear no fear they have no fear no fear they're going they're going to keep shooting that's the thing they're not going to stop shooting if they if they ain't hitting like hey 
it's gonna fall eventually. And then and then when they start falling, then everybody start hitting. It's crazy, man. It's really crazy. Um, one thing that killed Boston in Game Two were the tor- the, the turnovers. Twenty turnovers was not good for them. Not good for them. Um, oh look, man. This this is what I can say. Jimmy doesn't have to drop thirty a night for this Miami team to be successful in the playoffs. Or period. Doesn't have to give us forty. Doesn't have to give us forty-five. Jimmy has to be Jimmy. Make the plays he makes, play the defense he makes, and at times does he need to take over and, and not be as passive? Absolutely, but he doesn't have to be, you know, or on ten thousand for four quarters. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to be the main scorer when you have a Dragic, Crowder, the 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 snipers. Like the minutes they get, they're getting from Kelly O, um, DJJ, and even Iggy. Like that could they're giving good minutes, man. Good minutes. Um, and Boston is out of sorts. Boston is out of sorts. You know we heard about what happened in the locker room, and I don't think they expected to be down two zero. I mean, of course you don't go into a series thinking the worst, but I don't think they expected this. I think, and I don't think a lot of people expected this. I did though. Because I told you, it's the bubble. Something's different about the bubble. Miami is feeling it. They're ten and one in the playoffs. Ten and one. Ten and one. Overcame two big deficits already in the East Conference Finals. This Miami team is really good. <laughs> I, I don't think people knew that, and I think people were starting to like I, I, conversations I had early in the playoffs. It was, it was round one, and I talked about. And the possibility of Miami running into Boston because it was, you know, I, 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 I knew, I wanted the Bucks. I'm, I'm talking to y'all as a Heat fan. I wanted the Bucks after round one because I knew the Pacers were gonna be light. I said, yo, I want the Bucks because if we beat the Bucks, we go to the finals. I hope I tweeted that. I hope I tweeted that because I knew. But let's finish the series first before we get there. But. The conversations I had, they were talking about Brad Stevens and, and the matchups. I'm like, okay, Brad Stevens is a great coach, but so is Eric Spolstra. I give Spolstra, I give him, I give him trouble. He makes me upset sometimes, but he's been having a great, he's having a good playoffs. Spolstra is having a good playoffs, absolutely. I, I've, I've enjoyed what he's doing with the lineups and the rotations. He's, he, he's coaching his ass off. He definitely is. So, I think people underestimated what Spo was bringing to the table, and people just underestimated the Heat. They really did, and I don't understand why. You know, and I don't have a problem with the Celtics. I like the Celtics. I like Jason Tatum. I like Jalen Brown. I like Kemba Walker, but they're playing my Heat, so I can't really like them right now. So yeah, yeah, man. I I just didn't understand why people were sleeping on Miami. So I'll tell you what, though, if they go up three zero tonight, it's a wrap. If they if they if Miami wins this game tonight, it's curtains. I don't I don't I don't see Boston winning four straight. So they better they better win tonight or it is a wrap ski. Wrap it up, package it, tape it up, deliver it to the customer because it's over. If Miami go three zero tonight, it's a wrap. It's a wrap. But I think that's all I had. For the Eastern Conference Finals I'm excited for tonight You know my hero jersey is hanging up And I'm ready to put it on now But I gotta wait till tonight um, 
So from the east, let's go to the west. Let's go to the west. Oh, I also I didn't get to give my prediction. I don't think, but it was. I, yeah, I didn't. Oh yeah, this is this is Lakers in four. This isn't this isn't the JV LA team. This is the varsity LA team. And oh 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 boy, after this we're gonna talk about the Clippers. We're gonna talk about the Clippers after this. So I'm not gonna I'm not gonna stay on last night for too long because. I got a lot to say to the Clippers. It's going to be some roasting today. I'm going to be cooking some folk today. I'm going to be cooking the Clippers today. I'm also going to be cooking Zach Taylor when we get to that Thursday night game. If you don't know who Zach Taylor is, that is the Bengals head coach. I'm going to cook him. But back to the Lakers. So, I had Lakers in four. Look, this Nuggets team, I've enjoyed watching them. They came back from... 2-3-1 2-3-1 deficits. Nobody in NBA history has done that in the playoffs. 2-3-1 deficits. They beat the Jazz. They beat the, the Clippers. And congratulations to them. You know, they've had a hell of a run. They've been playing back to, you know, no rest, no real practice. And they've done all this stuff. And, and now they've run into the big, bad Lakers. And it's over. It's over. Get the brooms out. This isn't going to be a long series. There will be no 3-1 leads blown. There will be no... Normal leads blown Once the Lakers get up on them It's a wrap It's just a wrap LeBron had 15 last night And the Lakers still won impressively That's not a good thing If you're if you're a Denver fan Or you're Denver That's, that's not good LeBron was out there on autopilot He was chilling 15 and 11 Humbly Relaxing Chilling when the last time I've never seen LeBron relax like that in a in a, a final um in the uh in a playoff game period. Last time we saw LeBron in the playoffs was the Eastern Conference Finals 2018. It didn't look like this. He was fighting for his life against that Celtics team because he had to, going crazy. Last night. Chilling, fifteen and eleven. AD was balling out. He had thirty-seven and ten, but we knew that. And then Rondo, Rondo was out there distributing the work, bro. Rondo was out there distributing. Hold up, I can't speak English. Rondo was out there distributing the work, like he was trying to get a role in one of the power spinoffs. Like he was out there distro Rondo, distro Rondo. Nine assists and they were some like like real solid assists and the Lakers kept the ball moving last night and the the, the role players they got involved. KCP had eighteen. He hit his threes. He made the threes he was supposed to make. Um and Dwight Howard, man. Big plays on defense. The Lakers really plucked Dwight Howard from obscurity. You've had, you know, the locker room thing, the off the court stuff, you know, not really producing on the court. Gets lost in the shuffle. He comes back, you know, comes back to L.A. and has a resurgence. And now is playing good minutes for the Los Angeles Lakers. And on their way, you know, three games away from a finals appearance. Happy for him. Happy for him. Definitely happy for him. But, yeah, this this Lakers team, they're too much. I think they're too much. I think they're too much. I don't don't think that... um, 
you know, I don't, I don't, I just don't, mm, I don't know. I don't see the, um, don't see the Nuggets putting up a fight. I don't. This is the real LA. This is the real LA team. This isn't the, the Clippers. This is the Los Angeles Lakers. LeBron James is Anthony Davis. This is the real Clippers. I mean, excuse me. This is the real the Lakers, not the Clippers. All right. So this is not going to be another fairy tale comeback. Oh, we did it. Going to the finals. No. No, this is reality. Pack your bags. You're going home. Now, speaking of bags, packing. Y'all think the Clippers... They out of there, right? They not in the bubble no more. They should be in Tulum somewhere. It's a wrap for them. They lost. Let's talk about that. Let's talk about let's let's just talk about this in its entirety. Let's go back to October. Remember opening night when the Clippers beat the Lakers? Pat Beverly was he was he was running his mouth. And then the Clippers fans on Twitter and everybody, the Lakers haters, LeBron haters on Twitter. Oh, the Clippers are here. The Clippers are here. They're the better team. They're the, they're the deeper team, the more complete team, the better defensive team. Oh, they're going to run the West. Then what happened? The Lakers end up in first place and, and they stay there. Okay. Everybody had this whole idea that the Clippers were just so Better than the Lakers And I didn't understand why They thought Paul George and Kawhi Leonard Were going to do this and do that You know what Eric said I was just like yo What has Paul George done in the playoffs To make y'all think that it was going to be any different What more better question What has Paul George done to LeBron in the playoffs Other than lose That y'all thought that this Clippers team Had they run into the Lakers We're gonna do something But they couldn't even get there They lost in the second round <laughs> I think the Clippers Clippers fans Braun haters I think everybody had the same type of, oh, we going to go ahead and run through them, and we're going to go see the Lakers in the finals. You know who had that same energy? The 2017-2018 Pittsburgh Steelers. See, let me tell you something. They thought, even the media, oh, yeah, the media too. Yo, the media, they was already talking about Ben and Brady and and how it was going to be the rematch of the regular season. And oh, we're going to get another classic. And I think the Steelers are going to get over the hump this time. Bye, 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 bye. And the Jaguars were sitting there like, yo, we right here. It's still a game we played. And the Jaguars went and punched the Steelers in the mouth. And up going to the AFC title game. They didn't win it. But they went there. The Clippers are up 3-1 on the Nuggets. Everybody picking up their black suits, flower arrangements, called the choir, passing you available because it was about to be a funeral. It was about to be a funeral. 
And then like the Undertaker After Kane buried him alive Hand came up Out the ground It was Jamal Murray's hand He said wait a minute I'm not dead just yet And the Nuggets come back from 3-1 To send the Los Angeles Clippers home But let me stick with the Clippers Before I talk about the series I'm not buying I think Paul George said it wasn't championship or bust for them this year I'm not buying that for one second I don't believe that at all I don't believe that at all Don't believe that at all Y'all not gonna sit here and tell me that Y'all was hype Y'all was hype Y'all was hype all through the season All through the before the reset Y'all really thought I'm talking to the Clippers the Clippers really thought this team. They really thought, and I, I'm I'm not saying you shouldn't have this much confidence in yourself. But I think in that locker room, I think the all around field was, yeah, we gonna t- we gonna go do this this year. I don't think anybody was thinking we going home in the second round, or we just gonna go to the Western Conference Finals. Everybody in that locker room thought that team was good enough to knock LeBron off if you know that's what they wanted to do, and go to the finals and win it. So, I'm not buying that. And I'm not trying to hear any excuses. And I don't want to see anybody making excuses. I didn't. It was a lot of slander on Twitter. It was a lot of jokes. How I was killing them just like when the Warriors did it. Um, So, I'm glad that nobody... Because here's the thing. Last year, you know, Bron's first year with the Lakers. It just seemed like everybody expected LeBron to take Lonzo Ball... And whoever the hell else was on that roster to the finals, like, yo, they was like, yeah. So, everybody put a lot of pressure on LeBron to do that. Didn't feel the same way with the Clippers. But everybody put the whole all this pressure on LeBron to do that. So, LeBron got the Clippers. I mean, he has the Lakers in fourth place by Christmas time. He gets hurt. The Lakers go straight to hell. LeBron missed the playoffs, right? And everybody just killing Braun. Killing him. All killing him. That seemed like a long time ago, don't it? Now the the, the Lakers are almost in the finals. A D, LeBron, cool. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. Not trying to hear that. Not trying to hear that. If y'all expectations were so high for LeBron last year, I expected the expectations for the Clippers to be the same. Everybody and their mother was saying after that game that they were so good, they was better. Okay, well, they was this, if they were so good, they should be playing now. They should still be here with us. But they aren't. They are not. And, Doc, I'm not trying to hear they was tired. Doc, y'all supposed to be the deepest team, Doc. Doc. Come on, Doc. Come on, y'all not supposed to be tired. Y'all up 3-1, what you tired for? What you tired for? Come on, Doc. This shit third time blowing the 3-1 lead. I'm not sure. Is it the players? Doc. I don't know, Doc. I don't want to kill you like that. Because I I do like you. But, hey. Hey. Three 3-1 leads blown by one coach. I don't think anybody cooking the fish in here. But it does smell a little fishy, Doc. It does. I ain't gonna do it to you. I ain't gonna do it to you. I ain't gonna do it to you. 
But not trying to hear they was tired. I'm not trying to hear that. Not trying to hear that at all. And let's talk about, you know, Kawhi. We're going to talk about the Raptors. And Ali wasn't going to do nothing without the Kawhi. Okay, well, the Raptors made it back to the playoffs. Made it to the same round, same round Kawhi went to. Played the same amount of um, games Kawhi did. But see, here's the thing. They forced that one, right? They forced the game seven. They were they were in the force the enforcers. Kawhi and then blew a three one lead and had to play a game seven. The Raptors, they fought to the last whistle. Kawhi and them checked out. So I don't really feel bad for the Clippers. Don't <laughs> The Raptors are fine. Don't feel bad for Kawhi. Yeah, I. Yeah, man, I. It's interesting. It's it's interesting to 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 look at it, and you know, it's just like you really left the six for this for pandemic P. Really, Brickman P. No, sir, not me. Let's talk about how they fell apart and why. They fell apart. Let's just game five. They blew a sixteen point lead. Game six. They blew a nineteen point lead. Twenty two minutes left in the game in game six. Jokic had thirty four fourteen and seven. Denver went on a thirty to eight run late in the third quarter and took a early took a lead early in the fourth. That was game six. Game seven. Game seven is where you're supposed to pull out all the stops, go balls to the wall, leave everything out on the court. You know, this is this is where your your, your superstars become megastars, your legends become icons. It's game seven. We love game seven. I don't think Paul George and Kawhi love Game Seven. Kawhi went six for twenty-two, two for seven from three, for a grand total of fourteen points. Paul George, four for sixteen, two for eleven from three. Ten points. It combined for twenty-four points. You're superstars. Your hit, your hitmen, your henchmen, your guys that are supposed to take down the king. The guys that are supposed to come together and make the Clippers relevant again. The guys that are supposed to clip, take the Clippers to the finals. These are the ones you put together. Kawhi, you wanted to go here with him. You chose this. This is the path you chose. Was it the right one? Absolutely not. But this is where you wanted to be. You link up with Paul George, Pandemic P. And this is how y'all go out. 24 points between the both of y'all. If LeBron and AD went out like that. If LeBron went out with 10 points. I probably never watch another episode. I probably wouldn't watch no sports shows outside the NFL Network. I would have deleted my Twitter. I wouldn't have been able to take it. 
But Paul George and Kawhi Leonard combined for 24 points. I don't ever want to hear Kawhi Leonard's name mentioned with LeBron's name again. I feel like a, a lot of people don't understand what LeBron is, what LeBron has done. That's why I was so pissed off when Giannis put that crown on. Because you don't get to wear that crown, buddy. You don't get to do that. You don't get to do that. Especially. I don't care about the MVP thing. I don't. I don't. I really don't care about the MVP thing. And I really. I don't think LeBron does. I think he he acting for y'all. I don't think he really pissed off. But. It's hilarious though. Sixteen vote, sixteen votes for that. That's funny. But I don't think y'all really understand, bro. LeBron was dominating the East, dominating the East. Them Pacers teams. I'm talking about you know early 2010s with the Heat. Them Pacers teams. The Raptors. LeBron beat the Raptors so bad. They fired Dwayne Casey. Traded DeRozan. And then won a championship when LeBron left. This man changed organizations. <laughs> was in the Eastern Conference. Was in the finals every year. And LeBron, you know, I mean, excuse me, and, and the Greek fraud had the audacity to place a little crown on his head on his own. It's the same man who couldn't continue last year in the playoffs. He threw in the towel because he he was a little tired. And then this year, what happens to him and his Bucks? Best regular season team. But they go home in the second round in five. To the Miami Heat Y'all want to put this crown on this guy He's not a real king He's a fraud Giannis got two moves He come down the court And try to run everybody over Or he gonna try that weak ass Long ass hero step That's about it don't want to hear the excuses about his team. The Bucks are a good team. They had the best record in the league. Back-to-back MVP. Defensive player of the year. Braun should have got MVP. AD should have got defensive player of the year. That's how that should have went. But that's okay. Cause we know what the real we know what well now hold on now hold wait a minute now y'all know I love LeBron all right but if they do indeed run into the heat I hey 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 look I want Bron to get the Finals MVP I want him to get this fourth ring I really do I really do but at the expense of my heat I'll let it slide it's Bron I'll let it slide but. <laughs> Talk to me when 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 the Greek fraud gets a Finals MVP. No, 
Talk to me when the Greek fraud gets to the finals. I thought the East was easy. Y'all told me the East was easy, and that's why LeBron was doing it. Y'all told me the East was easy, man. Y'all told me he wasn't going to do it in the West. Y'all told me the East was easy. That's why he was going there every year. And, and, and you know, and, and then at the same time, you'll tell me the East was easy. But the young Celtics pushed him to the game seven in 2018. Y'all talk about playoff P. Okay, well, the Pacers teams were, were pretty good going up against the Heat. Y'all talk about Derrick Rose and the young and the Bulls. Okay, they gave Brown and them some issues. They weren't just sweeping through these teams. Like they weren't 4-0-ing everybody. LeBron wasn't 4-0-ing everybody except for the Raptors. He was getting the Raptors out of there. But <laughs> he, he 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 played some competition. But if the East was so easy, why Giannis can't do it? With the better team than LeBron was having in his later in his late stages with Cleveland. Hell. His early one with Cleveland, he went to the finals. What's y'all excuse? Any excuses tonight, Roy? I thought the East was easy. I thought Giannis was the next one. I thought he was the next king. I thought he was taking over. Bron, 36 years old, bro. Still playing like he out of his mind, like he 23. Stop disrespecting that man's greatness. Please stop disrespecting. Y'all, y'all make him seem like he just another. You know he's so regular, or 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 the things that he done, you know, isn't meant to be celebrated. He just got just just set the record for most all um all NBA team selections. Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Come on. This wasn't planned, by the way. I just had to get some of this off my chest. I feel like y'all be disrespecting the king. I don't appreciate it. The Greek freak. Back to back MVPs. Oh, give a damn about the Greek fraud. He's a fraud. He's a scam artist. What a big scam. God, you know who else is a scam artist? The L.A. Clippers. I don't want to hear a goddamn thing about a Kawhi, a Paul George, a Montrez, a Lemon Pepper Lou, a Pat Beverly, all of y'all bums hitting a goddamn backboard when you shoot a jumper. Hell out of here, a L.A. Clipper. Ooh, Streets told me the Clippers ran L.A. He lied. He lied. Hear about the goddamn Clippers. <sighs> Boy. All right. Moving on, though. Is it time to talk football yet? Hold on. Let me see. Let me see. I told you I wasn't going to be here long. It ain't going to be a long, long show, but we do have things to discuss. All right. Yeah. All right. It's time to talk football. All right. So let's talk about Thursday night. The, the Bengals and the Browns had a division matchup. There were fans there, by the way. I didn't know they were going to have fans, but they did. Also, I wanted to say that the Cleveland, that brown top and orange bottom combination was disgusting. That was nasty. Don't ever do that again. 
please don't don't. And I like I like the Browns uniforms. I like the classic. I have a Manziel jersey. That brown and orange, woo, chap. That was not it. It was something, but it wasn't it. Don't know what it was, but I'll tell you what it was not. It was not it. Um, now I'm not buying anything that the Browns did on Thursday night. Now I know that you know, um, everybody's a professional football team and. Everybody can be beat, and we're not going to discredit. No, no, no. I'm going to discredit the Bengals because the Bengals' defense is awful, and this is literally the same Browns team that just put up six points against the Baltimore Ravens. So we knew what they do against real defenses, and the answer is nothing. So none of that mattered to me. Um, Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt went nuts. Okay, Odell finally got his little touchdown. Yeah. I- they could go play. Who could get? Just, they could go play the Ravens tomorrow, and I guarantee none of that will happen. So, not buying anything the Browns did. I could care less about the Browns. I don't want to talk about the Bengals. That's why I want to focus my energy on because they're going to get Joe Burrow killed. Like, like seriously, they're going to get him killed from the offensive line. Just can't hold a damn block. He has to run for his life every play. Bro, he's going to get seriously hurt. And I don't want to see that, but, bro, he's going to get hurt. But it's not just the line. It's these goddamn play calls. Zach Taylor is, he is awful. I think this is the first Bengals game I've actually really sat down and watched. And I felt like I was watching Mike McCarthy. Because at, at some point, I I realized what plays they were running on third down. And it was the same third and three. Three times, I think, they ran the same play. Burrow was in the shotgun. Mixon or Giovanni Bernard was right next to him. They did a handoff. And the Browns were like, uh-oh, here he comes again. And met them in the backfield. Speaking of the backfield. Granted, Mixon got 16 carries and, and, and Giovanni didn't. It felt like Giovanni Bernard was on the field more than Mixon. Especially near the red zone. Why is your best running back, your starting running back that y'all just paid, not getting the more? He shouldn't be getting just 16 touches a game. He should be getting 25 to 30 carries a game. Because Joe Mixon is a great running back. He's a good running back. All you got to do is run him. Just keep, keep giving him the ball. It's third and fourth down. You got Giovanni Bernard on the field for what? One drive, mix him with your with your leading receiver. Don't understand the play calling. Why is Joe Burrow running the read option? Damn near at the goal line. Why are you in five wide inside the ten? Why is Joe Mixon? Bouncing it to the outside Two yards out If you're going to run outside You might as well do a pitch So everybody can go with him This is what happens When average Average white guys I'm sorry Just just get head coaching jobs Average who the hell is Zach Taylor? Who is Zach Taylor? 
I'll tell you who. I'll tell you. Let's look at it. Let's take a look. Let's take a goddamn look. He's an idiot. I'll tell you that. And his play calling is on predictive text, and it gave me a headache. Duke Axe, he's using Axe Mad. Let's let's really go take a look at who Zach Taylor is. Let's go take a look because I feel like this needs to be discussed. Somebody has to say something. Somebody has to say something. So, prior to becoming the head coach of the Bengals last year, let's look at Mr. Taylor's job history. 2008 to 2011 he, at Texas A&M, he's a grad assistant. 2012, he's a he, he's an NFL, he's an assistant assistant quarterback coach to the Miami Dolphins. Then he becomes the quarterback coach of the Miami Dolphins. 2013, then in 2015, he's the Miami Dolphins offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. This is the six and ten Miami Dolphins, by the way. This is the 6-10 Miami Dolphins that had one 1,000-yard rusher. Wait, oh, no, 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 I lied. It's total yards. Look at this. No 1,000-yard rushers. 1,000-yard receiver. Everybody else has a big fall off. Barely put up any points. Six and ten record. This is this is the offensive coordinator. This is his work right here, right? So didn't work out with the Dolphins. Where does he go next? Back to college. University of Cincinnati, 2016. Offensive coordinator and quarterbacks coach. By the way, this is the four and eight Cincinnati Cincinnati Bearcats. One and seven in their division. In a conference, excuse me. This is an offense who averaged 1.6 passing touchdowns a game and 0.7 rushing touchdowns per game. This is an offense that only had 255.9 passing yards per game, 118 yards rushing per game, 3.6 on the on the carries. What 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 about these numbers is impressive? What about these numbers are jumping off the page to you? So somehow he gets back in the NFL. He's assistant wide receivers coach, and then for the Rams, and he becomes a quarterbacks coach for the Rams, and then somehow some some way he becomes the Bengals. Head coach. The Bengals head coach. He was an OC for one season in the NFL. Five years ago. One season. That offense did nothing. He had to go back to college. He had to go back to college. And then he came back to the NFL, not as an OC, not as a DC. Not as a, not, he wasn't even a special teams coordinator. He was a wide receiver coach. How do you go from wide receiver quarterbacks coach 
to head coach and play caller of an NFL football team. Do you know what Eric Bieniemy was doing in 2018? He wasn't a quarterbacks coach. He wasn't a wide receiver coach. He wasn't an offensive coordinator in college. He wasn't a quarterback coach in college. He was coming up with the plays, schemes. They had the Kansas City Chiefs scoring damn near 60 in L.A. Had Pat Mahomes, come on, come on, come on, come on. If Eric Bannemi was a white dude, he'd probably have a, a statue outside of uh, Kansas City right now. No, he wouldn't. He wouldn't. I lied. He wouldn't. That was too much. But he would have a head coaching job. He would have gotten the interview. But no. Zach Taylor and Joe Judge. <laughs> they're head coaches in the NFL right now. And you know what they're doing? Not too much. Joe Judge won't last. Zach Taylor's going to get Joe Burrow killed. And then they'll get rid of him. But he won't last either. He was a quarterback coach, bro. He's a quarterback coach. Can somebody please explain to me how experience and success don't get you a head coaching job? But Mediocrity and a murky track record does? Who the hell is Zach Taylor? Who the hell is Zach Taylor? Bro, he wasn't even on... Like any any like any like staffs like at least Joe Judge's claim to fame is that he wiped Bill Belichick's shoes off after practice once and again. But Zach Taylor was just at he was just helping out at the Rams practices. He was just helping out. He was just out there smacking Cooper Cup on the ass. And he wasn't a good... He clearly wasn't doing something, right? How the hell did Zach Taylor become the head coach of the Bengals? What What made them do it? I would love to talk to whoever was in, in charge of the hiring process. The GM. Domino, what did y'all see? What said? You know what? Let's have let's let's hire this average Joe. 
See what happens. When you got guys like Eric Bieniemy, and what's my guy? Hold on. Hold on. You got Eric Bieniemy and Robert Sella, the 49ers defensive coordinator, can't even get a goddamn phone call. But Joe Judge and Zach Taylor are head coaches in the NFL. Joe Judge. Uh, I already gave him his 15 minutes of fame, so I'm not going to go back to him. I'm going to stick on Zach Taylor's ass right now, like white on rice. I hope the Bengals don't win a game this year. Just so they can see who the problem is. Because they ain't going to be the players. It's going to be their coach. Zach Taylor. Grad assistant. Offensive, failed offensive coordinator. Quarterbacks coach. Wide receiver coach. Gets a goddamn head coaching job. Hmm. I wonder why. Can't seem to put my finger on it. But that's all I have for that though. Let's get to the pick four. I'll get y'all out of here. Cause that just that just pissed me off. Um Alright, so the pick four for this weekend, man. I got the Jags and Titans. Let me tell you why I'm going with the Jags and Titans. Sounds a little funny. It does. AFC matchup, AFC South matchup. But look, man, Gardner Minshew, he seems like he's fired up. He seems like he's fired up. He does. And, you know, we got the Titans. Henry Tannehill. I'm going with the Titans. I'm going to be safe. I'm going with the Titans. I, I, want, I think the Titans are going to take this game. It's going to be a good one. Um, I got, I'm got. i going with the Cardinals and Washington. I'm going to see if the, if the Redskins are for real. I want to see if the Redskins are for real. I want to see more of Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. I want to see how they fare against this secondary and how this line fares with Chase Young coming after Kyler Murray. But I'm going with the Cardinals. Um, Lions-Packers, you already know what time it is. NFC North matchup. Both teams have trouble stopping every – well, the Packers – those touchdowns and passes came late last week. I, I will give them that, but they did have a problem with the run. Um, AP gives has gave the um, the Packers fits when he was with the skin uh, with the Washington football team. But this game is giving me um, Packers Raiders vibes from last year. I think Rodgers is going to light this defense up. And it's going to get nasty. So I'm going with the Packers. Um, and then finally, I'm going with the Sunday night game, the Patriots and Seahawks. I'm riding with the Seahawks. I think it's going to be a good game, though. Um, and Yeah, that's the pick four for this week. Um, that's all I got, man. I told you guys it was going to be a good good show, though, man. So um, shout out to Stadium Scene TV. Thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for supporting. Once again, I'll be back on Tuesday. And for the 111th time, I'm Eric Lyons, and you have just been electrified.